This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your host, the wonderful, amazing food writer and critic from Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and myself, DJ Tariq, on this week's edition of This Bites. We've got some amazing news to share with you. Uh, before we get into that, I also want to talk about some really cool stuff happening. There's a new spot coming across Real Collective, specialized in Indian cuisine. We also have a new menu from Flower Girl and the Flame. And we're going to talk about sake again. Yay, sake. Got some news about sake in Milwaukee. I'm so excited. I know you're excited. I want to share some great news from Caitlin Cullen of the Tandem. And you remember Caitlin Cullen, I right? Do. She says I hi, do. by the way. She says hi. I talked to her yesterday. She says hi. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Caitlin, as you know, the Tandem is like one of this, you know, rare breed restaurant that's doing amazing work in Milwaukee during the pandemic and even before the pandemic. And you know the story about me, like, you know, at the early beginning of the pandemic, I was down. I hit up the World Social Kitchen. They hooked up Tandem. Like, mm-hmm. not only hooked up Tandem to feed people, they hooked up other restaurants to feed people and pay them as well, which it was like uh, like six, seven, I don't know. It was a lot of money, basically. Um, and so the World Central Kitchen recently came back to, to Caitlin and Tandem with an uh, uh, idea and some money to back up the idea, $80,000. Wow. To do a project for International Women's Month. So do what you want with it, you know, figure an idea to use this money for good. So Caitlin, this happened like last week. All right. So this is this. They got the call last week, basically. (laughs) So Caitlin basically said, you know what? Let's do a free food festival. So she wanted to do a free food festival. And it's going to be taking place at Sherman Phoenix. Sherman Phoenix. Yeah. Sherman Phoenix in Sherman Park uh, this Sunday. Uh, So it's a free food festival. People in need. Uh, and basically, the 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 she all the vendors are women owned or co women owned businesses, businesses and vendors, mm-hmm. uh, and plus someone from the Sherman Phoenix will be there as well serving food. But it's going to be kind of this uh, like take and bake kind of food. You know, every all the COVID all the COVID restrictions, all the COVID policies will be uh, followed. Mm-hmm. So so keep that in mind. So this is for people who need. If you need the food, you need like. Come down to Sherman, Sherman Phoenix, and um, and it'll be music and it's a good vibe, a good environment. It just I think Caitlin wants to like you know, after a long year and still the pandemic still going on, feels like we need to like have a little little joy, and so this is what she's doing with the eighty thousand dollars. So eighty thousand dollars is going to all these vendors mm-hmm. to supply the food. That's awesome. So, and we're so talking over just, uh, over twenty women owned businesses. Over twenty, twenty three women owned businesses, and and get this, she told me. There's other cities that World Central Kitchen is doing this. So I think there was 12 cities or something like that. And Milwaukee got the third biggest amount of money. Wow. Um, third to New York and Oakland. They received, them, they received more phone funding for this kind of venture. I guess what it is, some, some benefactor of World Central Kitchen wanted to donate money for this effort for International Women's Month. So um, majority is like take and bake. Really cool stuff. And I'm going to just highlight some of the vendors. It includes Milwaukee. Uh, the place there's a kind of the restaurant started in the um upstart kitchen incubator is kind of a vegan Chinese spot they're working on. Okay. 
Meet on the Street, which is, of course, run by Alexa. Mm-hmm. Way Vietnamese, Rise and Grind Cafe, Sauce and Spice Pizza, which all are actually in the Sherman Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Confectionally Yours, also in Sherman Phoenix. Good Kind, which is co-owned by Katie Rose. Cavas, uh, The Pasta Tree, Good Kind. Uh, I said Good Kind, didn't I? Birch and Butcher, Delicious Bites, Buffalo Boss, Strange Town, Soul Brew, the uh, Alicia Miller, uh, the um, Kombucha, and Juice Kitchen. Wow. So you'll be able to get like all this great food and more for people in need um, from uh, some of these amazing women-owned businesses this Sunday at Sherman Phoenix. And if you just if you don't even need, just come out and hang out and support them. Uh, DJ Drip Sweat, who amazing DJ, will be spinning tunes to keep the party going, the festivities fun and enlightening. Um, big ups to Caitlin Cullen for doing good, continuing to do good in the community. Um, I'm surprised still no one has given her like, you know, how the mayor does... Um, what do you do? What do you call it? A proclamation like Caitlin Cullen Day. Oh, Tandy sure. Day. Yeah, right, right. She deserves we need a to Caitlin Cullen Day. We should work on that together. And like, you're the writer. I, I have the form. Can I give you the form? You fill out the form sure. for Caitlin Cullen Day? Sure. Cool. Uh, I don't think Caitlin listens to this. So, you know, so I don't have to worry about it. Still be a surprise. <laughs> and um, by the way, this event goes from 12 to 5 on Sunday. Yes, 12 to 5. I forgot to say that. So it's this Sunday. Uh, really great event. So big ups to Caitlin Cullen. Big ups to World Central Kitchen and Joe Jose Andreas. $80,000 support these businesses. That is that is great. You know, and, and, and in the last few months of just just crap, this is this is sunshine. Yeah. We need a little, we, we, we need more sunshine. And it's spring's happening. It's warming up. So yeah, this is great. This is great news. We need kind of news like this. So cool. Coming up on this bites, we'll continue our conversation with, as you know, Easter's around the corner. We have some uh, Milwaukee Magazine, have some places to get some carryout Easter dinner. That's coming up on this bites. We'll be right back. Has your car been hibernating in your garage all winter? Donate it to Radio Milwaukee. Running or not, your car, truck, or even boat can support this podcast. Go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your pickup. Did you know that the majority of 88.9's work is funded by members? That's why we can bring you such diverse programming through music, stories, and this podcast. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to become a member today. We're back on This Bites. The wonderful, magical Ann Christensen and me, DJ Tariq, who is just bloated and, <laughs> you know... I'm here. I'm present. Mm-hmm. I am present. Uh, Anne. Yes. Easter. Hi. I, don't, I, I didn't realize it's April almost. I know. Uh, Easter's around the corner and you have uh, Milwaukee Magazine has some places for carryout for people who want to get an Eastern dinner. They don't want to do it at home. Easter brunch or, or dinner, really. Yeah. And you want to support some local businesses. So tell me some uh, spots where people can get their uh, Easter bunny on. Sure. Well, so it make any sense, did it? Get their Easter dinner, Bunny Easter on. meal on, yeah, whatever. Um, so Easter is April 4th. That's a Sunday. Um, Cavas is one of the places I want to mention. Cavas is a Spanish tapas place in the Third Ward. They're offering either greenhouse seating or to-go for two. And their menu includes seafood paella, shrimp, and beer soup, okay? Not expecting that. Carrot cake, hmm. um, they have hot cocoa, and it also includes a bottle of cava. 
So that's what they're offering. Um, and they're at the uh, Free Food Festival, too. They're at the Free Food Festival, too. Exactly. Um, Sanford is doing a curbside pickup Easter brunch um, that includes a roasted pork loin stuffed with basil and pine nut sausage, um, sautéed spring vegetables, garlic and herb new potatoes. Um, then the, the dessert is a yogurt cake with rhubarb strawberry compote and citrus honey. You can definitely get the spring um, influence in, in that dessert with the rhubarb and the strawberries. Um, Harbor House, they um, are doing curbside pickup. It's a three-course Easter menu. Um, it has surf and turf options for an appetizer. And um, the entrees, uh, you have a choice. You can get something like herb roasted salmon or roasted lamb or lobster pot pie. You also have five different dessert choices. Odd Duck is offering an Easter weekend family meal. So this is something you pick up and you can reheat it at home. Um, one of them is there's, an, there's a vegan version and that has an eggplant tagine. Um, and then the other one is a, is a spring lamb navarin. So there's a hmm. vegan version and then there's a, um, one for, um, for carnivores. So um, this eggplant tagine comes with a lone duck farm green salad, pita bread and roasted garlic hummus. With, with the lamb, you get um, that same salad plus pretzel rolls and honey butter. Um, and then if you want to order other things still, they have lemon cheesecake parfait. They have smoked trout deviled eggs. You can even get cheese and charcuterie boards. So there are all these different options available. Um, and we have a story on our website that, that lists some of the options you can get. Whether you want a whole meal, if you want dinner, if you want brunch, or you just want desserts. That sounds fabulous. Are you big in Easter brunch? Are you or like are you an Easter brunch kind of person? Um, I used to be. I mean, you know, back in the day, I guess. Um, you know, back in the day, meaning pre-COVID. Um, I I definitely like Easter. Not like pre-Civil War, you're talking no. about that. <laughs> oh, Tariq. <laughs> Try to put a smile on your face. You're my elder. <laughs> yeah, he laughs. He laughs. I'm always so I'm always someone's elder, you know. Cool. Uh, next, uh, speaking of uh, another restaurant that's taking part in, uh, we have news about another restaurant that's taking part in that free food festival, mm-hmm. Flower Girl and Flame, uh, just uh, has a new menu uh, for this weekend uh, where they're doing their. Uh, pop-ups, I guess you call it a pop-up, yeah. over at uh, Zocalo Food Park. Still haven't had their pizza. So it happens this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the menu for the various pizzas. They have ramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, right? It's, it's cute. I, it's, I definitely yeah. get it, yes. I almost got a ramp stamp the other day. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't have one, so let me just... Be clear about that. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Uh, Ramp stamp. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love that name. <laughs> so cute. Should we say what that pizza is? Uh, Ramp. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this. It just. I'm, I don't have no idea. Maybe because I need it. I had a rough week. It's still a rough week. But anyway, Ramp stamp is a. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at it. <laughs> I just love saying it. 
house preserved lemon oil, mozzarella, black pepper, bacon, charred ramps, hence the ramp stamp, burrata, at a herb gremolata. Gremolata, mm-hmm. that's right. Gremolata, yeah. Uh, so that's the, I just like saying it. I'm sorry. Uh, next is the hot boy. These names are great. Hot boy ramp stamp. Like, what was she thinking when she made this? I'm sorry. She has a good sense of humor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would say. She's got a very good sense hot, of humor. Hot. Do you want me to, to explain these pizzas, Tariq? Go ahead. You go okay. right ahead. If you have it, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Among the pizzas that you can get at Flower Girl and Flames um, pop-up over at Zocalo is the Hot Boy. And that is a red sauce pizza with mozzarella, um, Calabrian chilies, hot jardinere, Pickled peppers, spicy sapresetta. That sounds very spicy, doesn't it? And then it's topped Your type with a, of boy, isn't it? Yeah. A flaming <laughs> hot honey drizzle. Okay. And um, there's also a, a, a pizza called the meats. So it has fennel sausage or pe- pepperoni with caramelized onions and house pickled peppers. Um, there's the for- forager, which is garlic cream sauce with mozzarella, fiddlehead ferns, Forage mushrooms and spring arugula. That's a really uh, great seasonal pizza. It sounds it, like if she has a humor, um, shouldn't that be called? Shouldn't that be called the picky one? Like, can you change like the, the picky one? The forger, the picky yeah. one. That's cute. It's not as cute as ramp stamp, though. I have to say. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So then you can even build your own pizza um, based on you know having a number of different toppings that you can choose from. And there's also a cannoli dessert, uh, a calzone, a wood-fired calzone with a house cannoli filling, mini chocolate chips, and ganache. Mm. I see one of the toppings is fiddleheads. That means spring is That's right. upon us. Spring is upon fiddleheads. us. Fiddlehead ferns. Fiddlehead. Yeah. Ramps and fiddleheads you can add for toppings as well. I think I would get the hot boy mixed with the ramp stamp. That could be an meats. interesting, that could be a very interesting combo. Yeah. With the meats. Yeah. You know, you know, hot boy and ramp stamp and the meats. <laughs> All right. You go, Tariq. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you know, food is, food is sensual, right? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, you know, I'm just, you know, just, you know. I'm not, I'm not sure how sensual a ramp stamp is, but um, <laughs> anyway, you think it anyway. is apparently, but anyway. Right. Let's move along. Let's move on. Let's uh, Crossroads Collective. You know, um, there have been a lot of shifts and changes at Crossroads Collective the last mm-hmm. since they've been around. So they have a new place coming in this April that specializes in Indian cuisine. What's the details on that, Anne? So um, you may know that Frida moved out last month. So mm-hmm. there's been a space that's unoccupied, and that's going to be taken over by an Indian cafe. And the Indian cafe is called Ruda's. Um, it's co-owned by Ruda Kahati, um, who is from Goa, India. And she and her husband ran six different cafes in India. Um, they're also, I guess most recently, they lived in Oakland, California. So they're new to Milwaukee. Um, but this restaurant is going to open um, on April 8th. So that's coming up. And they're going to be serving soup, sandwiches, bowls and baked goods. Um, I don't have a menu quite yet, 
but um, it sounds interesting. I think they're trying to offer some different, something different um, from, you know, maybe uh, Indian dishes that you can normally get at an Indian restaurant here. Is there any Indian, is there any, any cuisine on this, on the East side? Yeah, there's Maharaja. There's one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Just couldn't remember. So I know, you know, over on, Walker's Point and down Bayview is a uh, cafe India. Cafe India, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. Uh, and finally, I'm going to close out uh, with my new passion, sake. It's not sake; it's pronounced sake. And I slap my hand. Sake. Uh, I, I slap my hand every time I say it wrong. Okay. Um, um, I don't know why I just shared that. Because <laughs> you know, I shared the fact that you know a few weeks ago. I, in January, I figured out during the pandemic, I had time to figure out like, I'm turning, I'm turning, um, you know, what the hell, I'm turning 50 in three years, you know, still like 30 years younger than you, but still. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I kid, I kid. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I turned a certain age, um, even though I don't look it, you know, I, I, that's just the nature, my genes. I know I look like I'm 22 and that's fine. Um, so I set a goal for myself, like, what do I want to do in my life, right? You know, uh, what do I have a passion for? What can I do that gets me away from my professional life? What I always liked, loved. And I always like, you know what? I always loved sake. I always had the dream of opening a sake bar since I don't know when. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I told the story. I'm not going to go into it. Like, basically, long story short, got connected to this guy who does this class called John Gartner. He's like this sake samurai like this sake ambassador lives in japan um took the course and then um i've been like you know ordering bottles of sake still reading learning more and more and turns out no studios you know john ridley no studios you're familiar no studios a creative hub over Mm -hmm. uh the paps brewery kind of location uh was a big fan of sake he lived in japan at one point in time when he was younger so they opened up a sake bar at no studios later this spring uh, and I've been talking to them about like, you know, collaboration, hopefully in the future. We don't know yet, but in the meantime, they're doing this Saturday from six to seven. Like, so let's say if you want to go to the free food festival, uh, get some food, come back home, you sign online, they're hosting a, so getting the preps of the sake bar. People don't really know. A lot of people don't know like about sake, right? Most people, all they know about sake, they had sake as a sushi bar and it's hot. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't realize there's the, the whole world of sake and it's really old and and it's very complex. And so they're doing a um, kind of a sake 101 with this place called Sake Discoveries out in New York. Uh, Jessica Jolly is part of Sake Discoveries, really amazing woman that does a lot of stuff. She also I think she's part owns a, or co-owns a spot that I'm really inspired by called the Tokyo Record Bar in New York, which I'm like, that's the kind of spot I want to open here. Um. So you get a little kind of history course. It's like an hour long in the sake and what it is and, and like what it's not and like how do you drink it and all that kind of stuff. So if you're curious about sake, like like me, you don't want to listen to me talk about it because I know I can be a sleeper because I can see Ann just, you know, dozing off right now. <laughs> um, you can definitely check this out at No Studios. We'll post a link on there. You can register for the event. Um, I really, I'm a big fan of sake. I think people really need to know, like, it's a great beverage. It really is. It's just, even the science behind it and the, and the mystique and the culture behind it, it's just, it's beautiful. It's just really beautiful. Um, and there's sake breweries here in the States. There's about 22 or 24 sake breweries in the country, in the, in the States. Um, so that's happening this Saturday. If you're curious about learning more about sake and like want to hang out with me, 
and geek out on sake and koji and mm-hmm. you know which i'm pretty sure no one wants to hang out with me but that's fine i go to i go to sip and purr and hang out with the cats um <laughs> so yeah that's that's happening this saturday so uh we'll post links if you're curious about uh learn more about sake and also most food market we mentioned before uh the great really cool asian market over 25th and clybourne also has uh they'll carry sake as well so if you're curious and want to expand your palates and Ray's has a good selection of sake. Ray has a sake that I definitely recommend that if you love pizza, uh, it's called Boshito. comes in cans. It's like this little six pack. Uh, so it goes well with pizza or what yeah. does it have to do yeah, with pizza? Like it's, it's a good pairing. It's okay. Good pot, sake pairing, pizza pairing with sake. Okay. That's what they recommend. Like uh, it's a really, really bright, really kind of just cuts that cheese and fat really nicely and. Um, but Ray's carries it. I didn't know that. Ray has a good. Ray's also have a decent selection of sake. Not a huge selection, but a good quality selection. Mm-hmm. So, Moe's and Ray's, and then eventually No Studios. So to get your sake fix. So we're like, I think this all happened because of me. Like I am the trendsetter. <laughs> like I am an influencer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they call them, right? Influencer, right? The kids. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what kids call it. So I am an, an influencer. Follow me. Subscribe now. Smash that like button. <laughs> that's what the you've seen a youtube channel that's what they say i right? have smash yeah like yeah button. yeah 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 smash yeah smash the like button tomorrow sake 101 okay unless you want to take a class from me i think both would be exciting taking a class from you would be really exciting side note i ordered some sake did we bring it like i ordered so i'm still like every month i order sake just to you know take notes tasting notes and i'm taking notes and like learning uh-huh. and so I'm, I'm trying to cut a log just to be more knowledgeable so every month I order a certain amount within my budget to just learn. So every month's a different sake, so I don't order the same one over and over again. Um, just to be more knowledgeable and just to like train my tongue, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to, just like anything, you got to train your tongue. It's not like you go, oh, I can taste all this like you're training your tongue. So I ordered from, uh, you always order from one spot called Tipsy, but this time I ordered from Umami Mart. It's a small boutique in Oakland, California that features a lot of Japanese products. Not just sake, but sochu and sauces and food and glassware. So it's a really uh, place for Japanese, Japan, Japanophiles. I guess you call it Japanese files. Okay. Um, lover of Japanese culture. Um, it's in Oakland. Uh, really cool spot. I like. I ordered so I ordered some sake. Get this. So I ordered three bottles of sake and an ingredient called liquid koji. So koji is the spore that they put. Koji mold is kind of the spore they put on the rice to create koji. Okay. So it's like the rice is kind of like the first step in turning the, the starch into sugar, right? Uh, you can't, like rice can't, you know, rice can't be fermented unless you have that main special ingredient. Hmm. Um, and so what happens a lot of times it has, it's used in food. So koji is not only used in sake, it's also used soy sauce and miso. Um, koji is just a magical, magical thing, right? And like people, all the remains of koji or whatever from sake process, and they use that for food and marinating and stuff and pickling and stuff, right? But it's like a solid thing. You do it. And so this Japanese company created a version of this in a liquid form that you can just pour and splash on and marinate meats or vegetables in. So I ordered a bottle of that as well while my sake. But long story short, I finally get the box the other day. I open it up. I'm like, I don't think this is mine. I'm like looking at it. I'm like, this is sochu. Like, like, except for one bottle, all of it's sochu. I'm like, I'm like, 
okay. And I look at the order form, look at the, the address. It's my address, my name. But the order form had somebody else in Dallas. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I hit Umami Mart. Turns out they were closed for renovation. I did not know that. They just closed for a week. But they hit me back until I told them, like, hey, I think I got the wrong order. I got somebody in Texas order. Uh, it's like, oh, we're so sorry. That's my mistake. Uh, enjoy the sochu. Because I think you can't really return it. Alcohol. Yeah. You other things. Yeah, I, don't yeah. think I, can re- I can't return this alcohol. I think that's gets the law, I think. But they says like, we can give you a refund. Or we can reship re- re- what you wanted. And I'm like, duh, duh. I'm like, I told the, I told the owner of Umami Mart, because the owner is the one that emails me. And I'm like, look, I'm learning about sake. I have a certificate. I'm trying to be, I want to have a brewery. And she's like, oh, yeah, thank you. She just sent me an email not, not too long ago. And they're going to send my stuff out too. So hopefully within a, two weeks or so, I'll get my uh, original order. So this weekend, I'm going to, I don't know why I'm showing this on a podcast. I'm showing because I can see you. Uh, <laughs> I, I got I got some sochu. So sochu, for you people who don't know, I'm probably people like, what the hell is sochu? So it's not soju. Like Koreans is soju. Mm-hmm. Soju. Mm-hmm. Both are distilled. But Japanese sochu is distilled. So it's like, and historically I was watching videos. So basically think of taking sake and then distilling it. That's technically what sochu is technically right but sochu can be distilled from many kinds of produce and vegetables but the three primary things that sochu is distilled from first is for a minute then distill it's rice sweet potatoes and barley are the three main ones there's other ones there's taro roots and all that but there's the three these are the three majority ones that sochu and actually sochu it turns out is more popular in japan than sake i guess because it's harder like it's stronger than sake. Like they're just like Wisconsinites over there. Like they're liquor. Interesting. Um, but but they have unique flavors, like sweet potatoes. Like you know, um, like the ones I got, which I didn't order. This 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 woman uh, in in Dallas <laughs> ordered these, which I, I'm I'm figuring like I learned that one of these are uh, sold out now. So she's not. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, not my problem. <laughs> This one is uh, distilled from sweet potato and rice. I have two distilled on sweet potato and rice, and I have another one that's just distilled from rice. So they're like slightly alcohol. So they're not as they're only still once, but the alcohol content compared to like other distilled liquors like whiskey is like half as much as the alcohol. Like whiskey is like about fifty percent alcohol or something like that, right? Forty percent, fifty. Sochu is about twenty four percent. Okay. So it's so it's still you get a still thing, but you don't still don't have to feel like I'm getting wasted. Yeah. Right. It's kind right. of like a little high. It's like a like a higher wine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you can chicken on the rocks. You can replace it with foundation for cocktails, and it adds a different kind of umami bomb to your cocktails. You can also pour hot water in a glass and pour some sochu in it. People do it that way as well. It brings out different flavors. Like water really does something and transforms the flavors. Kind of like how people put little drops of water or ice and whiskey. It opens it up. The same thing happens here. Interesting. And okay. this is kind of cool about Japanese beverages like sochu and sake. Like you can enjoy it at different temperatures. Like it's a very versatile beverage that most people don't realize. So I'm learning about sochu now. I still am a sake fan, but this is this is what I'm going to do this weekend. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to get some baby bok choy. I'm going to make some noodles and make some dishes and... Just, uh, you know, 
be alone and sad and drink soju. That sounds happy to me, though. Yeah. It'll yeah, make so. you happy. I mean, after I drink a lot of it, yeah, probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's just fascinating culture like soju is like, like you get to learn about like just learning different things and different cultures. It's just so fascinating to me. And like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think more people should do that. Like, it's fun. And I like, I subscribe to Duolingo to learn more about Japanese, get my pronunciation right too. So I might do that this weekend. So I got Duolingo. Put my headphones on and sip sochu and just do my Duolingo class in Japan. Just get my pronunciations right and learn about more know about the, the language and uh, culture, you know. So, yeah, I was geeking out on sochu videos the other night, like 3 a.m. Hmm, interesting. Since I got the email, said I can keep it. So, yeah, that wraps up this edition of This Bites. Edit by Kenny Perez. Actually, Kenny Rampstamp Perez. <laughs> Handcrafted sign inspiration comes from the licensed lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites on iTunes, NPR, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. Maybe not this episode, but uh, <laughs> if you want to, uh, you can. And as always, and stay hungry. And keep the malort cold. Have a great weekend, Ann. You too. <laughs> <laughs>